my uh, my guest today is uh, a guy who's got a big smile on his face, I'm sure, Rob Nickel, who's the CEO of the NZRPA and uh, following hard on the heels of the announcement yesterday that they've done a deal with Silver Lake. Uh, as a lot of you may know, I have been quite uh, an opponent of the Silver Lake deal, certainly in its original form. But I have to say that when I uh, when I looked into the detail of this new deal, I think it's excellent. So uh, welcome, Rob. And um, perhaps you could just tell me and my listeners a little bit more about uh, the journey. Yeah, afternoon, David, and uh, and listeners. I guess um, that's good. Good to chat. Always appreciate your insight on these matters. So, um, yeah, look, I, I, you know, it is a proposed deal. Um, the provincial unions and the minor rugby board have still got to do their diligence around it, and um, and ultimately make their decision around whether they're prepared to support it or not. But we're proud of where it's got to. Um, really pleased with it, how the last five to six months have played out. I mean, it's it's been robust. Um, as is the case with many things in sport, a lot of passion and doesn't always follow a straight line. And <laughs> but um, but but we've got to a package now that um, we think is pretty exciting, um, and and that that's where we're at. And the last three or four months, the cooperation, the openness, um, the willingness from all the parties, ourselves, Silver Lake, New Zealand Rugby, to listen, to brainstorm, to problem solve, and to to bring solutions to the table was was really good. Actually, it was a pleasure to be a part of it. And I, I actually think. If I asked the people involved at the coalface nine months ago if they believed we'd get to what we've got to, I don't think anyone would have thought we would. If that makes sense, we've ended oh, up. With well, I most likely didn't think. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would agree with that because I most likely uh, didn't think you'd get to where you got to. And um, I think the um, the provincial rugby unions uh, would be remiss if they didn't accept this deal. Um, you know, I I, uh, I think it's a much better deal for New Zealand rugby and ultimately for them. And and hopefully in time, the clubs as well, because that's where, that's where the next lot of All Blacks are grown, you know, initially from the clubs up through the provincial rugby unions, um, the super rugby franchises, and then on into the All Blacks. And, uh, and I know that New Zealand rugby is the envy of most other rugby unions around the world. But what you've done, yourselves and New Zealand rugby and Silver Lake, is to put New Zealand on a more equal footing with some of those really wealthy unions up in the Northern Hemisphere. And I'm talking about especially England, France, and, and to a certain extent, Ireland. Yeah, you know, um, it's interesting because it, we're one of the last bastions a wee bit in that rugby in New Zealand is a holistic model. We are trying to merge grassroots, community, schools. Um, you know, rugby as we've all known, and the legacy that is rugby, the hundreds of thousands of New Zealanders that have built this game, we're trying to merge that with the, the pointy end of professionalism, commercialisation. Performance on a global stage, we're, we're trying to merge personal and social status of coaches and individuals and, and players and everything that comes with the professional sports world with the, the the fundamental culture of what the game means to us and we don't want to lose the culture and all of that was a big driver in our conversations with silver lake and new zealand rugby it was it was very much about saying this is not about the players to us this is about rugby in new zealand about being judged through history to have been responsible about doing the right thing and to do the right thing we need to understand all be on the same page about what rugby means to this country and when a player pulls on that jersey that they're playing for a bigger something bigger than themselves something even bigger than their family and their immediate community 
and um, it's a legacy and it's something that we can't lose sight of because if we lose the cultural element of this whole thing um, we, we lose what actually differentiates us and so our challenge was to say in the same way that we're innovative and high performance and, and winners on the field we need to make the steel something innovative and it needs to allow us to win off the field and i think that's where we've got to it's 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 exciting but it's assuming it gets approved what we, well, ironically all we've done is get to the start line the yeah. hard work actually starts now but um, but it's pretty cool yeah you and i've spoken the last couple of days and there's no doubt that um the pressure is is always there for the all blacks to win but it's actually ratcheted up a notch i think with this deal because obviously a lot of it rests on the success of the all blacks going forward and um, hopefully that that will can continue and given the couple of hiccups in the last year or so that it you know that they will be able to relax and and cement um you know the, the players and not have the players go off to japan and and uh, and the uk um, but in addition to that i think that it also ratchets ratchets up the pressure on the new zealand rugby union uh because they they cannot allow um you know to themselves to be uh to fall out with any part of the rugby hierarchy if you like because um you know they're going to need as much help as they can get and they need to make friends with just about everybody i would have thought they don't need to give in to them because you know playing australia is uh, it's all about beating them retaining the bled is low cup but yeah it's 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 interesting it's going to be interesting yeah it is and i think um you know a feature of this this agreement and something that we we're all on board with straight away was it's really important and we share that by the way you know we're along we're a partner with new zealand rugby and, yeah. and it's fundamental from us we want to share that responsibility and you know new zealand rugby have embraced a, a governance review um as part of this package um so and so have you too haven't you uh, i can I'm, yeah I'm yeah we you. um yeah we have from an nzrpa perspective we're always going to undertake a strategic review um but that's taken on a level another level now because of if this deal goes through where opportunities for us have 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 expanded under this agreement but so is yeah. responsibilities and we want to make sure we get that right so we'll, we'll do a strategic review and and that will lead to a review of our constitution and and governance model uh which needs to mature we've, we've been around 20 years now it's good timing stuff um but but it was new zealand rugby that kind of led this they were they were they recognized you know in our conversations with them they they recognized that this is a fork in the road moment there's no going back from this and and from our perspective we we didn't want to be part of and this is the wider thing around how we get judged we didn't feel we could support a deal without actually new zealand rugby embracing the opportunity to ask themselves are we fit for purpose moving forward given this new world that we're going to work into given we're bringing on investment from new zealand institutional investors in silver lake and and we're entering a level of commercialization which is next level, but we're also probably facing more challenges than we've ever faced at the community and grassroots levels of the game and societal pressures, et cetera, et cetera. And there is no money's not going to answer that problem. No. You know, are we fit for purpose in terms of our governance? And 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 that review is going to start from asking a question of who are the stakeholders in the game? Who are the stakeholders? Are they reflected in our models right through to how do we attract the very, very best people to want to be on the NZIU board? And how do we assure that the right mixed diversity matrix experience all, yeah. all the things that you want uh, is actually prevalent in the board that's ultimately appointed and you know good on them for showing that leadership 
and um and so that that's a, to us that's a really key component of the steel because we need to be fit for purpose moving forward um we're, we're in a big sand pit here and we've got to be competent in terms of how we manage the commercials how we manage the interaction with community and grassroots and keep that holistic model working but also in our relationships with everyone globally um yeah. you know in sport and rugby in particular it's about partnerships it's about relationships and it's about opportunities and and identifying the opportunities and taking them together and the analogy I would use here is that um, as opposed to two companies that make widgets and compete with each other, um, we can't make a product without playing with the opposition. We, we, we have to be on the field with them together. We have to play yeah. together. So we have to sell our product together. And yeah, that's absolutely. the, fundamental difference. That's the yeah. fundamental difference. And 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 in actual fact, um, unlike Formula One, um, which were, was a deal done by um, one of the other investment organisations, yeah, where they CVC, um, the, where they owned the sport from top to bottom, you know, they just owned the whole thing. Um, nobody in rugby does, you know, because they own their own rights. There's no doubt about that. But um, so, therefore, I think what you've just said uh, resonates with me about uh, about going forward. Um, you know, what, one of the things that I thought was a standout for me um, was that uh, this isn't, isn't just a one-way street um, with Silver Lake. In actual fact, New Zealand Rugby gets to partner with them in any future earnings that they may get um, through the use of our IP, if you like, and, and you know, what we can bring to the table. Yeah, so, um, so the principle underpinning that was about a comprehensive partnership. And so what we saw was um, an investment company looking to come in and be a transitional partner, invest in New Zealand rugby, help them build some capability, grow revenue, and then exit, and leave a, a high value on the balance sheet for New Zealand rugby, and uh, ideally a higher level of turnover. And they would make their money on the equity um, and distributions they took in the meantime. And we looked at that and said, okay, well, taking the economics of that, we need to improve the economics, which we all managed to do. But it was never quite enough. And what we felt uncomfortable about was a true comprehensive partnership would allow us to create wealth for rugby in New Zealand in a way that we could also trade. And, and if we increase the value of New Zealand Rugby Commercial Co or New Zealand Rugby, the only way we can capitalise on that is by selling more. And I think that's the last thing anyone wants to do. So, so the comprehensive nature of the partnership to us was about saying, well, in the same way that Silver Lake want to invest in New Zealand rugby and its legacy and its performances and it, and, it, and it wants to be the one that gets New Zealand rugby on the hook and partners with them that has credibility and then we knew and they were open and honest that they has, they see a lot of opportunity in rugby competitions tournaments teams technology related companies remembering that their their core is technology investments yeah. um, and they've got huge success and and so we know they're going to invest a lot more money in the game and and we 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 recognize that they're one of the best in the world at that and we're like well wouldn't we want a piece of that and so that's that's where the comprehensive partnership is the quid pro quo so so we've got an arrangement where 15 percent of any capital upside or equity return that they make on their global rugby investments uh would come back to new zealand rugby and the player association on a 50 50 basis so you know you you raise a hundred dollars and you invest it and you Get a return of 300 that's a 200 profit well mm. 30 dollars of that comes back to new zealand rugby and that's got a free carry there's no interest or hurdles around that it's just straight and then alongside that there's an opportunity for new zealand rugby to invest up to 30 percent in any investments they make 
in rugby or rugby related technology companies or sort of in that space, um, which is also another really good opportunity and in, in, in to partner. And, and what that allows Rugby New Zealand to do is to create an international equity business that yeah. they can trade. And that's that's the innovation, you know, that, that's what the All Blacks and the All Black legacy deserves and our Black Absolutely. community teams deserve. They deserve to, to have us challenge and say, we're going to do it differently than anyone else has done it before and take this to another level. And hopefully that's that's where this goes. It's, it's still really in its stages. It's reflected yeah, sure. in the terms and there's a lot of work to go into it. But um, but we think that that's kind of, there's a little bit of unknown, a key component. And if we get it right, a real, real opportunity. Yeah, you mentioned um, uh, the stakeholders. And in my view, that's every single New Zealander, whether they like rugby or not. Um, and that's where you're going to get your diversification that you're talking about. Um, but, but I think there is also um, an opportunity perhaps down the track for the average Kiwi to uh, invest in something that they actually already think they own, you know, and that's the all black brand. Oh, uh, yeah. So I was just wondering if you could just on a final note, yeah. just uh, cover off on that. Yeah. Well, the, the comprehensive partnership element, it was one that global opportunity and the opportunity to build equity outside of rugby in New Zealand um, through global investments. But the other part to it that we were very strong on was that if if anyone deserves to invest in New Zealand rugby and make the money off the back of it, it's New Zealanders. Uh, the hundreds of thousands of New Zealanders that have built this game, that's where the opportunity should go. And yeah. we were pretty strong around that, around our IPO and things. Um, but in engagement, you know, we listen to New Zealand rugby and even Silver Lake, and, and it's still kind of early stages. So to go straight to an IPO, mm -hmm. Um, it, it's a bit more risky, etc. So, so where we've got to is Silver Lake will do the 200 million of debt to start with, yep. but there'll be a further syndication to New Zealand institutional investors mm -hmm. um, of between 62 and 100. Um, yeah, that debt's capped at 4% for three years and then it can convert into equity. Yeah. Um, but down the track, when Silver Lake looks to exit, uh, effectively there's a, if you like, a cascading waterfall of ways in which they can exit. Um, yeah. The first one is they can offer it to New Zealand Rugby or ourselves or the institutional investors that have participated in the syndication. Um, and then it trips down to an IPO opportunity. Um, right. So before they sell to anyone else, they have to go through that phase of exploring yeah. opportunities in that space. And that was a really important part of the deal for us. And the other part of the deal is that after five years, the Board of Commercial Co. at any time after five years has to evaluate the merit of an IPO yeah. in terms of facilitating um, I guess, in our view, in our vision, the opportunity for New Zealanders to buy buy Silver Lake out when they feel there's the right time to exit and yeah. um, and to bring it back into New Zealand ownership. So whether that happens or not, you know, but that, that's no. the, you've got to have a vision, you've got to have an idea of it. And I think what we've managed to do is we've compromised, uh, to be honest, we've moved and we've listened, but we hope that there's enough good faith and goodwill here that we when you talk about that vision around the meetings, everyone brought into it and said that would actually be amazing if that could happen. Yeah. And even Silver Lake were like, wow, that for us to come in and partner with New Zealand rugby, and then it was kind of the language like, actually, we're not doing that. We're partnering with a country. Yeah. It's kind of like for us to be able to pull that off. That's that's pretty cool. And and yeah. when you put all those dynamics together, that's the innovation and the thought that's gone onto this. And and that's that's why I said like nine months ago, I don't think anyone would have pictured <laughs> us getting to this point, but the engagement and the openness has led us to this point. It's, it's, it's exciting. And you did get to this point, and it is a, uh, it's a deal that I'm more than happy to endorse. Not that my endorsement means very much, but at the end of the day, I think um, 
you've you've done a great deal um and yourselves new zealand rugby especially and silver lake have all come together and they've got a brilliant outcome and um yeah i mean it's congratulations to everybody and Look, thank you very much for coming on. And this is one of my very early podcasts. It'll be the first one that's actually going to go to air um, <laughs> that I've done. Um, oh, so, privilege. Yeah, yeah no, mate, it's, uh, it's something that I'm, you know, I'm just having a bit of fun with, to be perfectly honest with you. Anyway, um, yeah, I, uh, I wish you all the best. And, yeah. um, and, and also New Zealand Rugby, obviously, and, and Silver Lake. And thank you very much for... I think I think a lot of people will be a little bit more clearer when they listen to an extended sort of explanation of of what's gone on. So yeah, thanks, mate. Oh, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much, and and all the best in the ongoing podcast. Look forward to listening to it. Thanks, mate. <laughs> thanks, mate.